0: pop, and welcome back to another episode of Remixed. As always, I am your host, Sam Scheip, and no one is joining me today because it's another one of those little mini minisodes—the the kind that we give you to tide you over until we get like a very big topic, or I get a guest that I really am trying to have been trying to get on for a while, or whatever the situation may be but this is just a little something to tide you over but today might actually stretch a little bit on the sewed category cuz I got a lot to say about our topic. So, first I'm just going to gonna go ahead and ask myself the question that I ask every guest, what's what's been on my playlist recently? What have I been listening to? Um, and honestly, I've just been kind of getting back into like what I listened to in like middle school and high school just like as a throwback. So, you know, there's some Papa Roach, um most people know them from their song Last Resort, big smash hit. Uh, I got remixed by Jarris Johnson who I've talked about multiple times, I even talked about this collab. And it just kind of reminded me that oh yeah, I used to listen to them like religiously. So I went back and I've been listening to them um and Black Veil Brides and then just some pop hits from the last couple years too, I guess. Uh some Post Malone and uh I've been on a Juice Mm -hmm. World kick for quite some time, and I thought I was over it, but I'm really not over it. Um, so R.I.P. Juice World. And again, I'm gonna try not to say um so much. It's been a struggle when you're talking to yourself. You can't really. It's a little bit harder to monitor that because we don't notice it. So like when you ask a European to give you your, uh, give give you their uh, American accent, right? They're gonna say like a lot, and we're gonna notice it, but. Americans say like all the time in the middle of their sentences. Like just now you're gonna start noticing how often you say like as like an interim. See, I just did it right there. But we do say it a lot. That's something that I learned from another podcast that I listened to. Uh, but they're not gonna get a free shadow, because this is my podcast. This is the time where you listen to me talk. Ha ha ha. But today's topic is very controversial for some reason. It really shouldn't be, but we're gonna get into that. And that is Montero, aka Call Me by Your Name by Lil Nas X. So first and foremost, uh, we're gonna talk about, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna discuss everything uh, surrounding the song, you know, the controversy about the lyrics, controversy about the video, the shoes. So if we talk about like their shoes, right, the the shoes that came out for those of you that don't know um, were a limited release of basically designer shoes, and by a company called Mischief, spelled differently, and as a collaboration with Lon and they were dubbed like the Satan shoes. Every, every shoe has a drop of human blood in it. Yada, yada. They look like they have like they have pentagrams or pentacles. I can't tell um, just cause I can't tell which way is right side up on those ones. Um, for those of you that don't understand uh, most of the time when you see something and you think it's a pentagram, it's actually a pentacle um, which is not satanic whatsoever. It's just a thing used in like Wicca or other like earth based religions or it's just, like, a symbol that probably doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, if it's flipped upside down, that's a pentagram. And, again, still not a lot of ties to Satanism. It's just something that I think a lot of people like to be scared of um, when it comes to that type of stuff. But it had, like, it had that on it, and it had – I think it was um, – the Bible verse is from Luke, and it's it, it essentially was something along the lines of, and I saw Satan fall from heaven uh, like lightning, something like that. That was the verse – And it was all black, of course, because it's edgy and then had, like, the red insoles, had, like, a red liquid that apparently contained a drop of human blood, um, allegedly. Who knows? And it came in this really decorative box, and they sold out, like, instantly. But the problem now is that Nike, because there's a Nike logo on these shoes... Uh, wants to either like first, wants to cease and desist because Nike has no affiliation with these shoes. However, they're uh, a modified, I think it's a Jordan uh, shoe that was modified for it by the company Mischief, uh, who does these types of like alters and shoes like a lot. But of course, it's super controversial. And Nike's like, Hey, we didn't sign off on this. That's our logo. You can't be selling something with our logo like this. Um, and, you know, a judge has ruled in their favor. So production or not only really production, because I'm pretty sure they were already all made, but like shipping them out to the people that ordered them has been halted. Uh, that's that has more to do with mischief versus Nike Lil Nas X. Again, he's glabbing with mischief, but in that he's not the one making the decisions behind the shoes. Right. It's 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 nothing's nothing's on him in that case. So he's pretty safe when it comes to the lawsuit. Um, it's again, it's not really his fault. He's kind of revealed like that to be true. Um, but yeah, that was just a little thing. So when people talk about the Satan shoes, now you kind of know what they're talking about. Um, who knows what Nike's really going to go for with mischief. If they're just going to like, you know, try to seize the earnings or if they're just going to basically be like, Hey, you can't make those, you can't sell those. And then they're just going to have to issue a refund, which like each pair sold for thousands of dollars. So it's a pretty hefty amount of money to spend on something that you probably won't ever get because they probably aren't going to be allowed to actually distribute them. Uh, which is fair. You're using a company's logo without their permission, It makes perfect sense. So let's get into the actual song here. So Montero is Lil Nas X's real first name, um, and then in parentheses we have "Call Me By Your Name," um, which is like I guess the secondary title of the song. He kind of explains it. So um, if you really want to get into it, he did a one of those Genius Verified videos where he goes through the lyrics and he explains what each line kind of means, right? Uh, And I've watched it multiple times to try to relay a bit of that. If you want, like, all of it, obviously you can go watch their video. Uh, I hope you finish listening to this podcast first or you come back to it and finish it because I got a lot to say, like I said. Uh, So first, with the controversy behind the song, I think the most controversy lies in the video. And the video has scenes from, like, The Garden of Eden to, like, very biblical reference, ref, references, references, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit, a little bit high strung about all the controversy about this, um, and essentially uh, Lil Nas, uh, you know, he's talking about love, he's talking about lust, uh, a lot of things like that, and at one point he, uh, there's a stripper pole that takes him straight down to hell, and he rides it all the way down, and then he gets to the bottom, and he gives Satan a lap dance, and then Spoiler alert, he kills Satan and, like, sits on his throne. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, and that's kind of, like, what has sparked a lot of this controversy surrounding him. And um, it's it's really – it is really interesting um, because, like, so many people were just immediately outraged, right? And – in large part, it's because of religion, right? It's not because of, oh, you know, I don't want my kids seeing anything about sex, right? If that was the argument, then, and again, that argument kind of surrounds Cardi B and Megan The Stallion, but with those, you kind of have the explanation of sexism um, because if you take songs like, you know, like uh, Ariana Grande's Positions, like no one's saying anything about that, even though it's literally about switching up positions for sex, um, and there's a lot of examples like that. But, you know, uh, I saw this tweet and I I kind of wanted to point out that, you know, he it says uh, Lil Nas X is really exposing how many Christians think of Satan not in spiritual terms as a force of temptation and punishment for earthly wrongdoing, but in the Diablo 2 terms as a second God who has magic powers and will take over as main God if he gathers enough worship points. Which, again, I'm not here to poke fun at what anyone believes, right? You know, you get to believe what you get to what you want to believe but you have to understand that religion is incredibly personal and with that that means that you are beholden to your own religion and your own interpretation of it no one else should have to be beholden to what you believe and that's just that's just common sense right you know if it wasn't christianity uh and it was it was islam you know and someone was trying to instill Islamic values or just blatantly Islamic values, right? Everyone would be, a lot of Americans would be screaming and crying like, oh, they're implementing Sharia law, yada, yada, yada. But then when they want to do the same thing with Christian values, they don't see the double standard. Now, again, religions, like I said, it's incredibly personal. It's what you believe. And if anything in that video or this song contradicts what you believe or goes against what you believe, don't listen to it leave it alone. You complaining about it does nothing. All you're doing is honestly bringing more attention to this video. More people are going to see this video and listen to the song because you raised a stink about it, because you decided that this was the time to get on your high horse and preach from your makeshift altar that no one asked you to do. Even if you're a pastor, you know, bringing this into church for any reason to just try to slander somebody who is displaying how they feel at the hands of religion, right? And that's kind of what I want to get at with Lil Nas X. Um, he, he's tweeted out and he's confirmed that this is a product of what happens when you tell someone every day that they're going to hell for what they're doing, right? Or, or who they are as a person. Not necessarily what they're doing, but who they are as a person. You know, he was told his whole life that he was going to hell for being gay, and then in this video he finally goes to hell and you you guys are still mad? You know, obviously that's kind of a joke, but you see the validity in that. And if you can't, then I'm sorry that you're so blind. You know, I'm I come from a place of love. I want everyone to be loved and accepted and you know, I want you to be beholden to your religion, I'll be beholden to mine, etc., you know, and we can love each other from a distance in that regard, you know. I don't know. There's there's no there's no place for this amount of hate and everything. And, and obviously he was trying to shock you. You know, Lil Nas X is a known troll. That's where he kind of got his start. Was he was running like uh, I think it was like a Nicki Minaj stan account on Twitter, right? And he was he was a king of trolling, and he still is. Like if you go and watch his TikToks, you know his responses to people hating on him um, are hilarious. And like he he'll repost other people's videos um, about. Uh, His song, whether they're good or bad, Um, and it's 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 hilarious, and he does a very good job at like you know making letting everyone see like kind of how stupid you are, if that makes any sense. Um, But this song is very important to him; it is very personal to him, and I'll kind of I'm gonna go through the lyrics. You know, obviously, I'm not gonna say the words that I'm not supposed to say on here um, because I don't want to get this show taken away from me, but. I think it's important to talk about because it does involve you know, representation of a minority that doesn't have much representation, um, not only in the media, but in the music industry, in the mainstream music industry. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of get into that and why that was so important to him and why that's so important like for me to see it, if that makes sense. Um, and I'll also give you the really cool references because there's a couple references that he makes uh, that people might not really notice unless they either watch his video uh, for verified or are, you know, really into music. Uh, like just in the first line, so he says, I-, "I caught it bad yesterday." You hit me with a call to your place. I caught it bad as a reference to uh, the old Usher song, uh, "You Caught It Bad." Um, so he's saying like, "I caught it bad," um, and keep in mind he's writing this song at the very beginning of quarantine. He like moves into this Airbnb to start working on his, uh, new album all alone and like no distractions in the middle of like everything starting to get shut down by COVID. And he admits like, you know, I didn't let anybody come around him. Like he was like, I don't, I didn't let anyone come around me, not my family, not my friends, nobody. Cause he was just so scared of everything going on. Um, so he says, I caught a bad yesterday or I caught a bad just today. You hit me to, with a call to your place. Um, and, like, it had apparently, like, literally just happened pretty much exactly that way. Like, he got a DM um, from this guy who's uh, some kind of artist. We don't know exactly who this guy is. We can only speculate. Um, but essentially, like, you know, he's down bad. You know, he's 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 craving some physical attention or, like, attention, affection, whatever you want to call it. Um, he said, ain't been out in a while anyway. Was hoping I could catch you throwing smiles at my face. So he's he's basically being like, you know, like, I, I want that positivity. I haven't been out very much, yada, yada. Uh, romantic talking, you don't even have to try. You're cute enough to F with me tonight. Looking at the tables, all I see is weed and white. Baby, you live in the life, but N-word, you ain't living right. So that goes into, so he's talking essentially about this guy who, you know, he's 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 a smooth operator, it sounds like. You know, he doesn't have to try um and obviously he's naturally attractive but he's also he uses this song as to comment on the party culture of LA and the artist scene right uh looking at the table all you see is weed and white you live in the life but you ain't living right uh he's essentially saying like you know you're and he admits you know uh that like he's partaken in this party culture as well but he never comes away with it feeling good about himself um you know every now and then he'll let loose but he doesn't like he doesn't stay in it like a lot of artists do where it's just constant and he's talking basically like you kind of need to sort yourself out you need to you need to get get yourself right you know that that you know this this weed and cocaine shouldn't be all your life is about because it kind of feels like it is um, then, you know, he goes and he extend, he expands on that with cocaine and drinking with your friends. You live in the, you live in the dark, boy, I cannot pretend. I'm not phased, only here to sin. If Eve ain't in your garden, you know that you can. So basically he's talking about again it's the party culture, but uh live in the dark, he's like obviously you're in a not the best place, but also he has reason to believe that this guy is uh in the closet and he's like not stoked on that, right? He's like You know, like, I I, I know you're in the closet. I know you're hiding something. And I don't like that for you, you know? Um, If you hear anyone talk about being in the closet, it's awful, and you just, you can't live and be yourself. And Nas is seeing that in this person and wanting to kind of pull it out of them. Like, you know, like, hey, it's okay to be yourself around me. Um, Especially because he he says, like, I'm not phased. I'm only here to sin. Like, he's here to, like, be your yes man. He's here to, like you know hang out with you like be around you with the positive with the positivity and everything. He says if if Eve ain't in, if Eve ain't in your garden, you know that you can. Um, and that's essentially him saying like if you don't have a girlfriend or if you're not still like essentially you know playing straight, then, you know, we can get down, you know. I uh, says, you know, call me when you want, call me when you need, call me in the morning, I'll be in the w- I'll be on the way. Call me when you want, call me when you need call me out by your name, I'll be on the way, like, um, and he references the movie, Call Me By Your Name, um, which was a huge, like, it was huge around the time that he was writing this, and it, he talks about how artsy and everything the movie really is and how cool the concept of, like, keeping the love that you have with your significant other because it is it is a piece of gay cinema, um, and it's, you know, not a super stereotyped one, which it, it is a big deal, um, if we're talking about, like, LGBTQ plus representation in the media and, you know, the the kind of idea of calling your significant other by your name and them calling you by theirs is kind of essentially a way to keep that love between the two of you, right? Keep it, you know, more – I don't know if it's necessarily more tight, but it's something – it's around that – it's like that idea of, like, this is our love. Like, it's our thing. So I'll call you by my name. You call me by yours. Um, that's kind of the idea behind both the movie and what he's saying, you know, and he's he's just watched this movie when he's writing this about this person, and then he hums for a while, I'm not going to imitate it, because there's no point, Uh, you'll listen to it and understand what I'm talking about, Um, but he actually, and usually when there's humming or like oohs or ahs in a song, um, it's filler, right, but he actually says there's a reason for his humming it's because it's another form of communication besides talking like someone can like hum or like mm hmm, like when you ask them a question and you know what they mean without having to talk uh and that's kind of what he was trying to emulate um then we start to get into the more as he says like the desperate part of the song so the i want to sell what you're buying i want to feel on your butt in hawaii obviously it's not but um And so he's saying, like, you know, oh, you want this drug. I want to be the one to sell it to you. Like, oh, you want this love. I want to be the one to give it to you. Like, whatever you want, I want to be the one to give it to you. And then the next line is pretty self-explanatory. Like, let's take a vacation and get nasty, Uh, which he expands on that, too. And he says, I want that jet lag from effing and flying. Shoot a child in your mouth while I'm riding, Um, which is obviously a shocking line to hear, but it shouldn't be. And that's kind of why that's kind of why he put that line in there to be like, hey, you hear all these songs about like people talking about sex with opposite sexes, right? Like a guy talking about having sex with a girl is so common. like you turn on the radio and you almost can't not hear it. Uh, vice versa, um, or about love in general. So he's like, I'm trying. this is like a big step for not only, you know, him, Cause he's, he's done this thing before where like in the song holiday where he said, I might bottom on the low, but I top ish without it being ish. Um, or he just like, he throws that line out because he wants to start normalizing it because, you know, there are millions of LGBTQ plus Americans and, you know, even more around the world. And that's a minority group that like is drastically underrepresented, and again, if your problem is, is, with it, is with religion, then again, you are beholden to your religion, I am beholden to mine. Don't hold me to your religious values, right? Because we don't share the same religion, regardless of what it is that you're trying to push on me, especially if it's about how I live my life, who I'm going to spend my life with, etc., going to get off the soapbox real quick, but that's that's what he's saying. He wants it to be like a, you know, one day you'll hear a line like that in a song and you won't think twice about it, just like you wouldn't if Ariana Grande said something about it, you know, about, like, her and her mans, right? Um, and he says, oh, why me? A sign of the times. Every time that I speak, a dime in the nine, it was mine every week. What a time, and an incline. God was shining on me. Now I can't leave. So there he's, he's kind of... Uh, he's a little bit complaining, um, but it's mostly he's talking about um, like, you know, every time he drops a song or every time he drops anything, it's like a big deal. It's controversial or it's it's controversial one way or another or it's just like a big deal that he opened his mouth, I guess. Um, like and he, he explains like, you know, this song, this album that he's working on is a sign of the times. He is a sign of the times. Uh, a Dime in the Nine is because he was I think it was. 19 months that he was at the number one with old town road um and he's just talking about that uh what a time and incline god was shining on me like you know obviously there's still you know some religious overtone and you know he feels blessed um and he says now i can't leave and it's like it's right he's been pushed into the public figure role and you can't just be like all right i'm out right like you know once you become this figure once you become this icon you don't really get a choice to leave and he says now i'm acting hella elite uh never want the n words that's in my league i want to f the ones that i envy i envy um and he's like yeah like now he has this confidence about him because you know he's not just a one-hit wonder he's proven that um and he's like yeah I, i am that guy you know I'm I'm the top dog, and he he's acting like it because honestly he is, you know. Um, Call me by your name debuted at number one, and granted that could be in large part due to controversy, but he's done it before with other songs, you know. Uh, and then he says, you know, uh, I never want the ones that are in my league, um, and he wants the ones that he envies, right? And he explains it. it's not that, like, you know, if you have something that he wants, that's not what he means by he wants the ones he envies. He means he wants someone that doesn't do what he does, right? You know, if he were to get with, like, another pop star that, like, does the music that he does, like, that's not interesting to him. Anything that he's done or can fathomably do, that's not interesting to him. Anyone that is weird or out there or does something that, like, he's never even thought about, that's what, he, that's what he's looking for. Um, then he goes back to the, uh, the pre-chorus and the chorus. Um, and you know, that's the, that's the call me by Your name. Um, and we've already gone over that. Uh, so we won't really get into more of that. Um, there's like a little bit of a disparity in the lyrics between the video and just listening to it regularly. Uh, and that's like, he just kind of says, you know, F it, let's ride before he goes down the pole. So to get that full experience, you do have to watch the video. Um, so that's, that's the lyrics. That's, like, kind of the explanation behind that. And, you know, he talks he talks a lot about, like, so much stuff. Um, when it comes to, like, he's a Twitter troll, he's a TikTok troll. Um, but, like, you know, he's, he's still a person, right? And that's something that we have to remember when we're, like, just kind of spouting stuff. Because there was a... Um, so DMX um, went into cardiac arrest after a drug overdose and he's in critical condition and he could die any minute at the time of this recording. And some rapper who I won't name because I don't want to give him any more of a platform than he already has. And he shouldn't have one in the first place because he's just clearly not a good person. He tweeted out or maybe it was Instagram. And he said, uh, God, we said Nas X, not DMX. And then immediately deletes it. Cause I think someone on his legal team or, PR, whatever, it's like, you can't say that. Like, he basically outright said, like, he wishes Lil Nas was dying instead of DMX. And if that's true, like, if you, like, you can't, you can't do that to people, right? You know, like, I think there's a lot of times when, like, someone dies and it's like, ah, why him and not someone else? You know, like, even if someone close to you dies, sometimes you might question, like, why them and not me? But this is just blatant hatred of somebody. And for seemingly no other reason than they're gay. You know, and if your logic is, oh, maybe he just doesn't like his music. Really? Like, would that have happened had he not dropped Call Me By Your Name like right around that time? The answer is no. And that's so messed up to even think about. That's like, people are actively wishing him death and like sending him death threats over this. You know? And it's just crazy to me because people talk about like, like they like, they want to talk about like terrorist cells in the Middle East and how if you say anything bad about Muhammad, you know they'll kill you, right? Or if you like anything like that. But then you take it here, and it's aimed at Christians, and they're wishing death upon him. How is that any different, really? Other than the fact that they probably won't act on it because they can't get away with it. Like and. And you see it in his in his Twitter. He 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 says, you know, I'll be honest, all this backlash is putting an emotional toll on me. I try to cover it with humor, but it get it's getting hard. My anxiety is higher than ever. Stream call me by your name on all platforms now. You know, he's he's going kind of he's driving himself crazy. You know, it's it's just it's insane for me to think that someone can be honest with who they are and display it and people can just come out and just actively trash it like that. You know, like he's not coming out and saying I'm a bad person. And and honestly, if you Christians are that if Christians are that mad, he literally killed the devil. So like why are you mad in the video, you know? Like obviously that's a joke, but like come on. Um and you know, again, he's he messes with people uh, about it. Um I think one of my favorites being, you know, Candace Owens um Because like he was like you know you did something right when she talks about it because Candace Owens tweets out you know we've turned George Floyd a criminal drug addict into an icon we're promoting Satan shoes to wear on our feet we've got Cardi B named as a woman of the year but we're convinced it's white supremacy that's keeping Black America behind how stupid can we be if you agreed with like any of that what do you like where are your morals right like how can you see that and think like oh yeah that's right you know to deny. So much like that is in black Americans way. You know, the fact that we're promoting these artists that are black. That maybe do something that you don't agree with. Clearly, that's that's why all of black America is being held behind. Not white supremacy, not things that were instilled in our country hundreds of years ago. Clearly, you're absolutely crazy. Like you're out of your mind. Um, And. uh (laughs) You know, Governor Christie Noem tweets out, "You know, uh, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul?" Matthew sixteen twenty six. And Lil Nas X, in response to Lil Nas X, and she and Lil Nas X responds, "Shoot a child in your mouth while I am riding Montero 108. Um Obviously, he's he's basically he's he's hitting back at the haters, and it's it's very funny. The way he does it is entertaining, um, but you can't miss the meaning behind it you know uh, I'll give one more or it says like clowns like Lil Nas X and Nick Adams I don't know who exactly he is I guess he's some kind of a figure he says clowns like Lil Nas X and Cardi B couldn't last 30 seconds in a debate stage with the likes of real Candace O which is the Candace Owen uh, and Lil Nas X responds you can't last 30 seconds in bed with your wife which I mean that's hilarious like let's go <laughs> I mean it, it's just really funny Uh, And I'm glad he's kind of taking a lot of this on the chin. Um, But it, it, it has to it has to take a toll on him behind the scenes. Right. We don't we don't see him most of the time. You know, we see him when he's responding. We don't see him the other times. And to be a young black gay man in America who grew up his whole life being told that he was going to hell for being gay to take that and like deal with it for however long he's had to deal with it and then turn that essentially religious trauma into a piece of art. You know, sure, it may be vulgar, it may be lustful, et cetera. It may not, it may not align with your values and that's okay. There are songs out there that don't align with my values, but I'm not here bashing them, you know, It's not for me, right? I don't listen to a lot of super preachy gospel music because that doesn't align with who I am, you know? But it's not for me, so I don't listen to it. I don't let that affect me. So I guess just keep an open mind when listening, and if it's not for you, just don't listen to it. Because all of this, like all this attention, this negativity, it's holding us back from a future where we can just everyone be ourselves in a peaceful, loving way. And if you're, not, if you're not actively working for that, then I believe that you are actively working against that. You adhere to your religion. I'll adhere to mine. If it's not for you, it's not for you. It wasn't made for you. So I don't know how best to put a, put a little cap on the end of that, but you know, that's, that's my best at it. And, you know, obviously I'm disappointed in a lot of people, but I'm, you know, I'm proud of the LGBTQ plus community for taking it and making it their anthem. I'm proud of all the people that, you know, shared it, that like got it out there, got it to number one status, right? Right it's impressive it's deserved congratulations to him and you know i hope you enjoy the song i hope you enjoyed this episode whether or not whether you like the song or not Uh, and i hope you go stream it and you know all that all that jazz but I, i i don't want you to leave on like a negative note you know i i'm still i'm still trying to be like the happy guy i'm just trying to i'm trying to make the world a little bit happier about music you know um I don't, I don't really know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just kind of like, I, I kind of bummed myself out, honestly. Um, uh, hopefully the next episode will be a lot a lot more lighthearted or I can throw in a lot more jokes and maybe I'll have a guest that I can bounce things off of. Uh, also, go check out uh, Bite on the Couch. I did um, Kong versus Godzilla and I, I got some commentary on that and then now tomorrow as of recording this, I have to go watch Cats because we raised enough money on One Ball State Day. So I have to go watch Cats for the first time and then I have to review it. So if you like my commentary on music, you'll probably like it on movies. So make sure you go check that out on Facebook uh, with ByteBSU. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys on the next episode of Remixed.